You're listening to Mr. Suave at mrsuave.com. It's the suit. You know, a good suit makes anybody look good, man. It's a mod, mod world. Hi, honey. <laughs> Did you miss me? With every bullet so far. <laughs> Springfield Country Club. My dad says you were a bus boy. You mean your dad, the raging alcoholic? A man who donated blood to the Red Cross, and they used it to sterilize their instruments. Mr. Suave. Welcome to the Modcast, kids. You tired of breaking rocks in the hot sun? Then uh, get a chill beverage and sit the hell down and listen to this Modcast. I am bringing you some game-changing covers this week. And I do mean game-changers. These are... 
These are covers that simply outstrip, outshine, probably will outlast the originals. Recently, when we were doing the Perfect Pop Song modcast, uh, Mary Queen of Cosmos joined me for that one, and she gave me the idea, or at least sort of crystallized it for me, because I've had ideas for cover shows in the past, but uh, she she really summed it up pretty well when she heard Paul Weller's version of Close to You, and she looked at me and she said, Weller made that fucker his own, and she wasn't wrong. It's indeed a killer version of the song, so I started thinking about other covers, and uh, voila, here we are, whole new show of game-changing covers. I'll start things out there with uh, probably the biggest, baddest, game-changing cover of them all. That, of course, was I Fought the Law by The Clash. And, well, hell, I mean, that song is really theirs now. It's nobody else's. Um, if you know who did it originally, kudos to you. Um, it's kind of like The Clash held down the Bobby Fuller 4 and just pried that song from their cold, dead hands when they recorded this. Uh, Clash version is now the definitive version in my mind, no doubt about it. So what makes something the definitive version? Hard to say. I mean, what makes a good cover? Also hard to say. Some covers are really just tributes, played more or less as the the original was intended. That's great, some bands do really good tributes, you know, to other bands and classic songs and stuff, and they're fun to listen to. That's probably the majority of covers, I think. Uh, even punk or ska covers are usually done fairly faithfully, if just, you know, faster or harder or skankier, if you will. Really good covers, though, they can, you know, take the original and they just do something more with it. There are a few of those on this week's show. Sometimes it's a change in the genre of music or the tempo with a new spin on the melody. I can just really change a song into almost a whole new thing. Some of the changes are lyrical, too. Those are tricky. Uh, one of the best examples of that is the Stone Satisfaction. I'm not going to play this cover version, but uh, it was covered in 2000 by a young mall rat named Britney Spears. That's right, Britney did a cover of Satisfaction, and doing so introduced the song to a whole new millennial-aged group of girls, most of whom had probably never heard the original. It's pretty amazing though how such a small change, uh, just a little change in the lyrics, can have such a huge impact when you think about it. Think about this, what did the Stones sing in the original? When I'm watching my TV, that man comes on to tell me how white my shirts can be, but he can't be a man because he doesn't smoke. And then uh, a couple decades later, pop song writer extraordinaire Max Martin comes along and he rewrites just that one verse for Britney. That's the only thing that really changes. I mean, the music does a little bit, but still obviously satisfaction, but he just makes one lyrical change, and and he comes up with this. When I'm watching my TV, and that girl comes on to tell me how tight my skirt should be, well, she can't tell me who to be because I've got my own identity. Whoa. That's a gender difference, of course, right? But it's the generational difference. It's just huge when you hear that. Um, you know, you got the Stones with their rebel stance. Mick Jagger singing against the man, who's a square, obviously. He doesn't smoke. Uh, and then for Britney, it's a statement about being an individual at a time, uh, you know, when girls, especially girls of that age group, were kind of first asserting their own attitudes. Not quite 
Riot Girls. I mean, that was going on, you know, in the mid to late 90s, too. Uh, but this wasn't that by any stretch. But it's still that, you know, shove-off attitude. I got this myself. Now that, I have to say, makes a pretty great cover. Anyhow, I got lots more great covers coming. Um, as always, just a reminder here that you can get the full track list for this modcast over at the modcast headquarters at mrswab.com. One thing for certain, ska bands love covers. Almost more than any other genre, maybe. Except maybe jazz. Maybe maybe jazz does more covers. I don't know. Obviously different. But ska seems just all about covers a lot of times. Anyhow, here's a few tracks that are owned by these ska artists more than their original performers. Love, love. 
so fine, you keep me rocking all of the time. Red, red wine, you make me feel so grand. I feel a million dollar when you're just in my hand. Red, red wine, you make me feel so sad. Anytime I see you go, it make me feel bad. Red, red wine, you make me feel so fine. Monkey packing music the band, the sweet red blood. Red, red wine, you give me holy pazing. Holy pazing, make me do my own thing. Red, red wine, you really know how we love. Like a blessing from above Red, red wine I love you right from the start Right from the start With all of my heart Red, red wine In a 80s style Red, red wine In a modern beat style Tyrion, son of Tywin, of Clan Lannister. How would you like to die, Tyrion, son of Tywin? In my own bed, at the age of 80, with a belly full of wine and a girl's mouth around my cock? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you'd be over 40, probably. You probably don't recognize it from the late 60s when it was originally written and released by Neil Diamond. Most of the world recognizes the UB40 version from the early 80s. Uh, even though it wasn't the first time the song had been covered or even the first time it had been given the reggae treatment. Diamond released his version in 67, and it was covered by Jamaican singer Terry Tribe in 1969. And it was Tribe that kind of gave it the island vibe. 
as the story goes, when UB40 heard it and saw the writing credit as in Diamond, they thought that was for another little-known Jamaican musician, Negus Diamond, and mistakenly gave him credit. No matter, uh, Red Red Wine was one of UB40's signature tracks. This was their first you know, really huge international hit went to number one in both the UK and US, as well as a slew of European countries. Certified gold record in the UK, US, Canada, and New Zealand. It was just off the charts, really. Uh, I mean, it owned them at the time. Actually, it was just off their 1983 album, Labor of Love, which itself is an entire record of, of covers, so you gotta check that out if you like good cover songs. Just before that, you heard a song that is almost always identified with the specials, at least these days. Enjoy Yourself, It's Later Than You Think. That is off the special sophomore release, More Specials. And a lot of people might think, oh, it's a Prince Buster track they're covering. Nope. It first hit the top ten of the charts in 1949, recorded by Guy Lombardo and the Royal Canadians. And it has been covered a lot over the decades by... Everybody from uh, Prince Buster did do it, to uh, Doris Day, to Louis Prima and Keely Smith, and even the Rat Pack. You can check out uh, videos for some of those versions over on the Modcast homepage at MrSwap.com. It's kind of cool to hear all the different versions from different people. But still, I think today it is most recognized as a special song. They just sort of own that one. Right before that was another of the uh, two-tone era bands that had a huge hit with a little-known cover song. That was Madness with It Must Be Love. It was written and originally recorded back in 1971 by Lady I think it's Sifre. Sifre, maybe? Anyhow, it was a top 20 hit even then for him. Uh, Madness's uh, cover version released in 1981 and peaked at number 4. UK charts, and then later in the US it was a top 40 hit even, which a lot of two-tone bands didn't have top 40 hits in the US, so that was a pretty big deal when it peaked at number 33. Cipher is original, it's lighter than Madness's very early 70s sort of easy now sound vibe to a little bit soulful, but uh, quite a bit different. Again, most people probably never heard that first vision, so, you know, Madness gets the nod for it these days. As I mentioned, I've got lots of the videos of these early versions of various songs up in the Modcast homepage at MrSwab.com, so, you know, head on over there and check those out. You can also follow me over on the show's Facebook page at Facebook.com slash ModModWorld. I posted some of these things as well as tons of other videos there. I'll do that between Modcasts, so follow me there and you always know what I'm up to might even be able to tell ahead of time what the theme of the next modcast is. Yeah. You see if you're smart enough to figure that out, huh? Only discerning listeners really achieve that sort of pro-listening status, really. Lots more covers to come. We've got X, Chicago, Talking Heads, Blondie Cake. ton of stuff coming up. First, though, here's a great one from the beautiful South. Right here in Mr. Suave's Mod Mod World. All 
Mug Radio, UK Mug Radio, UK. Hi, I'm Darren J. Connett, and I'm Glenn Fuller. We're from the band Connett, and you're listening to Mod Radio UK. Thinking how you'd done me wrong I grew strong I learned how to get along And so you're back from outer space I just walked in to find you here Without that look upon your face I should have changed my fucking lock I would have made you leave your key If I'd have known for just one second You'd be back to bother me Break me with desire Did you think I'd crumble? Did you think I'd lay down and die? Oh, not I I will survive Yeah, as long as I know how to love I know I'll be alive I've got all my life to live I've got all my love to give I will survive I will survive Yeah, I will survive. I will survive. Yeah. 
Welcome back to the Modcast. Taking a quick tour of some great cover songs on this week's show. What makes a great cover song? Well, for me, I love it when artists uh, own a song. And they really own it. They make it their own in a very recognizable way. Which I submit many of these artists on this week's show did. And it's always cool when they find a way to update a song, give it a contemporary twist like UB40 did when adding the, you know, rapping, toasting verses in the middle of Red Red Wine. That sort of thing's pretty cool. That last band there took a more uh, tribute, contemporary approach, I think. That was, of course, Social Distortion. And they are a band that knows a thing or two about doing covers. They have covered everybody from the Stones, they cover Psychedelic Furs, to country crooner Kitty Wells. But... That one there is probably their most famous. That was, uh, of course, their very recognizable cover of Ring of Fire. The song was originally written by June Carter Cash, but not for her hubby Johnny. It was written for her sister, Anita Carter, and that version, uh, her version was released first in 1963, and it wasn't until a year or so later that Johnny Cash released what is probably the most famous version of Ring of Fire. That has been covered by tons of people. Um, Memorably, in the 60s, Eric Burden and the Animals did a cover. Later in the 80s, there was a good one by Wall of Voodoo. Remember, I'm not saying that Social Distortions is the best version, but it is memorable. It was first released on the band's 1990 self-titled album, even though it was their third release, actually. Um, but they've been playing that song for a while, as well as other cash tunes, too. Been playing those in live shows since the early 80s. Before that was Alternative Darling's Cake, their take on Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. Reportedly her least favorite cover version because of the use of profanity. Comes off Cake's uh, 1996 album Fashion Nugget. 96 was a big year for I Will Survive. It also hit the charts that year in an R&B version by Shantae mixed by Puff Daddy. And then Diana Ross sang it that year during her Super Bowl halftime show. So Cakes is, it's the icing on the cake for that one. Faux show. Ahead of that was Talking Heads and their take on Al Green's Take Me to the River. Another instance where a band kind of took over a song and really owned it in a whole new way. Now way up top, that was the beautiful South with what I think is one of the great covers of all time. I really mean that. Their version of Don't Fear the Reaper. Absolutely fantastic. They remade the song in so many ways, lyrically and musically, that, um, you know, it's still instantly recognizable. It is just as clearly no longer the original anymore. No way. Uh, not necessarily better. Again, just totally different. Well, that one is from Beautiful South's 2004 album of covers, all covers on it. Called Gold Diggers, Hidden Hours, and Folk Songs. Also includes a really good version of Chow, originally by Lush. So, this week's Northern Soul Shaker cocktail is a classic that has inspired tons of cocktail covers over the years. Uh, you got the original, the Tom Collins. A simple drink to be sure, but now Tom's family has grown to include Pedro Collins, rum, Pepito tequila, Colonel Collins bourbon, Captain Collins Canadian whiskey. I think it's interesting that bourbon is a colonel and Canadians can only rank as a captain. Or you can look at something like the Cuba Libre, Coke Rum and Lime, uh, Dark and Stormy, 
which is also rum and ginger ale, or even the mojito, uh, mint, sugar, lime, rum and soda. All of those, you can see the Tom Collins influence. I mean, Collins came first, and they're all just kind of a cover or a remake of that. I mean, a mojito is almost like a rum Tom Collins with mint. So, mix up with Tom Collins. Take the original for a cover show. And keep listening. The music just gets better and better, I'm telling you. Here is X, channeling, as they want to do, The Doors.
Now that was a cover. Ooh-ee, what a cover. A lot of people, even big Blondie fans, probably don't know that that one's a cover. It was, of course, originally by The Nerves, legendary mid-70s power-pop trio, but Blondie has owned that song for a few decades now. It's theirs. It totally is. It's hanging on the telephone, and um, just a great song, and uh, they did it exactly like the original, even very similar opening and everything, so it was kind of a tribute, but really it's uh, outshined the original, and Blondie owns it pretty much outright these days. Before that was The Damned with Alone Again Or, which they released as a single in 1987. Of course, a cover of Love's 1967 original. It's a beautiful song, one I've always loved, but uh, I happen to prefer The Damned version. And I've always, I've always loved the sort of spaghetti western that they filmed for it. The very cool video that they made. Uh, you can check that out over on MrSwab.com. Not sure how the, um, you know, the spaghetti western theme fits with Alone Again or, but I don't know. It's just cool looking when you see it. Ahead of that was another 60s song where I prefer this cover to the original. That was the Ramones doing Needles and Pins, which originally released 1963 by uh, Jackie Del Shannon. Really didn't do very well until 64 when the Searchers released their version, which was a huge international hit going to top 20 in the U.S. and all the way to number one in the U.K. Co-written by Sonny Bono, although Jackie Del Shannon was a little upset that uh, she didn't get a writing credit for that, says so she was there working on it with them when it was uh, written. Anyhow, that version uh, is the one that most people are familiar with from the, the 60s, is that Searcher's version. Uh, but until the Ramones, man, until they ripped through it, on their 78 album, Road to Ruin. That became the definitive version, for me at least. Joey Ramone loved pop music. He loved bubblegum pop music. And so the Ramones you know, recorded tons of 60s and 70s pop songs as covers in their own unique style, of course. And much of the originals they wrote had a very simple pop composition to them. And starting that set out was Soul Kitchen originally by The Doors on their debut album 1967 and then uh, was covered wonderfully by X for their debut album 1980's Los Angeles. I hope you've been digging these covers. I mean, who doesn't like a good cover, right? So many more great covers out there that uh, really this show could have gone on for hours or even days. Relax, it's not going to. I got just one more cover for you. It happens to include probably one of the greatest, certainly my all-time favorite, drum solo. I mean, the drum solo just makes this one for me. Uh, song starts, guitar gets it going, but pretty damn quick. You got those drums in there striding right alongside. And then comes the organ to give it some extra swagger. For me, still all about those drums. The original was released in 1967, and it's a blistering bit of Hammond-driven R&B. Really brilliant song right from the get-go. But then, a few years later, not very much longer later, 1970, this rather obscure group at the time called the Chicago Transit Authority. They took a swing at it, uh, put their stamp all over it, turned it into a seven-minute opus featuring this killer drum solo right through the heart of it. Chicago Transit Authority later shortened their name to Just Chicago, with 
the song stayed long as it should. So here it is in all its percussionist glory. I'm a man from the Chicago Transit Authority's self-titled 1970 debut album. I am indeed a man, a mod man, a mod man who loves covers. I'm Mr. Suave. Thanks for listening.